good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Hidney Cutter, dude. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Oh, uh, in Pini Gigi to all you guys that uh, donate monthly. We really, really appreciate that. Hey, we're, we got a special guest here. It's uh, George McCauley, and uh, we're going to talk about a few things, but I wanted just to give a quick uh, overview of George. George has been a family friend for many years, a big softball player in his day, an athlete, and, um, you know, he's involved with, been involved with ICWA and all of the Native community know, know and love George, but I also know George has been... Uh, for us here, a voice actor over the years and also an actor. And I think that's, George, why we got you on. We want to talk about your experience with the Killers of the Flower Moon. Welcome. Hello, Robert, nephew, and Haley. Happy to be here today and um, awesome day. And I appreciate you um, having my opinion. And I really enjoy the show and you guys do some awesome work so continue the good work yeah we really appreciate that and appreciate all the work that you and your family do and we were at an awesome powwow this last weekend and uh you had some great pictures out there of the powwow and uh um i I as an adoptee really uh appreciate the work you and your wife have been doing these past many many years yeah the the adoptee power and gatherings that she has, it's a lot of healing for our relatives who have found their way home and the ones who are still looking. So it's an awesome job that you're part of it and being able to support it. And so thank you for that. Yeah, well, I just got to jump in. And the story that makes me cry every time is that sister that came from Colorado met her her uh, birth sister, older sister, for the first time ever. Those are the kind of things that happen wow. during this that was powerful. That was really powerful. The whole day was like that. I mean, it just went by so fast. All the good feelings that was going on through the day and into the evening. And we look forward to doing that again. All right. So let's jump into it. I've seen a couple of your posts, and I really think that's a, a really good idea now to shake this out. There seems to be a lot of, th- oh, we never run out of things to talk about in Indian country. And, you know, we have, uh, this uh, blockbuster movie, I know they've made a lot of money. They're up to like $40 million in the last couple of weeks. And then we have people like, I mean, help us all. But we always have news going on. And we had like Buffy St. Marie and <laughs> and that whole shenanigans and that coming up. But let's talk about you uh, were in and are in The Killers of the Flower Moon. And let's talk about a little bit about your experience and also your take on, on the final product. Okay. That, um, it's, I was wanted to be in a movie, like a major motion picture. And I had auditions through the years. I went to um, <clears throat> um, Santa Fe when I had some auditions were doing, they said they needed Indian actors and so I flew down there, and man, all these beautiful Indians all in line, hundreds of them. And they didn't say what the movie was, but um, they took our picture, was about it. And it was um, Hostiles. And the, even from that movie, you could see that there, were, there weren't that many Indians. And the main actors, Adam Beach and Wes Studi, you know, were the lead roles, and other, a few other Indians. And um, I said, man, if I knew that, I wouldn't even came down here because... 
you know, chances like that, it's hard to get in. It's hard to get into acting or get any kind of roles any, anyway. So I went home then, I don't know how much longer they were, they were looking for um, actors for Killers of the Flower Moon, a movie that was going to be filmed in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about it. I said, oh, man, that's another long ways to go. And first they were looking for Osage members and then Later on, they wanted any um, native person to come down there. So I just, my wife said, um, "Well, if you don't try, you won't. You won't find out." Yeah. So I drove down to Tulsa, and man, it was um, um was I got there at night. Next morning, they're supposed to start at eleven, so I got up early, went and had breakfast, and I got there about ten, ten o'clock, saying, "Well, I better get here early so I can get out early. And I can get on the way home." Mm-hmm. But I, I got down to the main room and they give a form to fill out, and I was, I was number one thousand seven hundred twenty-four. Oh. There were that many people lined up in front of me just to, just to get in. And I thought again, I don't know if I'm gonna, if this is worth it. But I stayed there and we got, got through the line about noon, and they asked you all these, they did, enter your name in a computer database, and then they took your picture. What was really cool is that they were serious about um, casting Indians. And I thought, okay, man, this is going to be good because there's a lot of white people in there all trying to get in. And uh-huh. once they took your picture and gave you a form filled out, they sent you to another room to get fitted for clothes. And all the Indians are going that direction. All the white people are going out the door. So I said, all right, <laughs> we're going to do this. And so they, they got our, our clothing size. They, um, uh, then you go to another room and read some lines with uh, somebody who came in. And then after that, it took you to another part of, uh, of the area and they videotaped you, asking you questions and mm-hmm. their, their voice. And the lady asked me, I said, oh, where are you from? I said, I'm from, I live in Minneapolis. And said, you came all the way down here? I said, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? I said, well, I'm not. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so then after that, they, they kind of, because of COVID, it kind of died down. And so we didn't, you know, I didn't hear nothing. So I didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, early of that year, when I just started, I think it was 2020, I can't remember what year, but somebody called me and said, if I was still interested in the, um, if I'd cut my hair and I said, no, I said, well, we're going to start in April. And if you want to, you know, we'll notify you when you're going to be uh, coming down. So I, I really was, man, I was, I was so excited and thinking, man, this is going to be cool. But it's, again, it's like um, when you play bingo, you're happy to win, but this was a jackpot. I mean, nothing was going to be better than a Scorsese film that we yeah. $200 million and a lot of Indian actors. And it, it was just that, man, to get on, get on the, where they were filming all these beautiful Indian people that, you know, we had to make sure that the clothing we wore, they made sure that was the, for that time of the time of uh, the century or decade that the Indian people, that the Osage uh, murders happened. They used pictures of, of people from that era because of, because of the money they made, a lot of people had cameras and took pictures, so they knew what kind of um, clothing mm-hmm. they wore. So they stuck to that and and made every made sure that it was all um, original. Mm-hmm. Go on set, and then they'd be be like, I counted maybe sometimes a hundred to three, four hundred Indian extras that they had to they had to braid our hair and make sure our clothing was all looking professional and and then we go on set and then they'd set up the scenes and sometimes like if the racing scene, the car scene, that one yeah. took took a whole day. Right. And they you know, they race some cars, got people walking, cars, and they had to set it all up again. They looked through their little cameras, about twenty people checking out the scene or anything that to make sure that um everything was correct. So it was an awesome experience to really be part of that, and I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, well, let's talk about uh, the film after it came out, but 
Did you have to join SAG? Uh, did you uh, to be an extra? Did or is that a different union? I've never been a member of SAG, and um, I just was happy to be part of it. And the extras—I don't know if if we were SAG, if you got paid more or not. But um, yeah, we were paid well, average about a hundred dollars a day. Cool. Hey, George, we're going to take a quick break. We're with George McCauley, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon Extra, talking about his experience uh, and his expectations, and we'll have more right after this short break. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Boujou, hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov slash careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388. When a drunk driver hit my car, the structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That's it. That's the ad. I don't think I need to add anything else, but I'll gladly mention their sales team is attentive and friendly, their service department is the best in the state, and their vehicles, you can put a lot of faith in the quality and safety of a Toyota vehicle. The structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That says it all. Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of Minneapolis on 394. As the leaves change and the air turns crisp, there's no better time to cozy up with a good book. Fall has arrived and so has the perfect season to explore Next Chapter Booksellers. Whether you're seeking the latest bestsellers, cozy mysteries, or heartwarming classics, Next Chapter Booksellers has you covered. Not sure what to get? Ask a bookseller. They're great at making recommendations and don't overlook their puzzles and games, ideal for brightening up those chilly gray autumn afternoons. So warm up this fall with Next Chapter Booksellers in St. Paul. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Those guys are awesome. They've been with us for seven years, and we really appreciate their support, and we love supporting them. Hey, we're here with George McCauley, and George was an extra in the Killers of the Flower Moon in the movie, and we're talking about his experience, and we kind of left off uh, where you were at, uh, the one-day shoot of the car race that you were in. What other uh, scenes can we... uh, Oh, by the way, welcome back. And uh, I'm wondering what other scenes uh, could we look for you in there, way in the back there or over there? There was a, I was down there for first. I went there twice. First time I was there for 15 days. Whoa! Then they called me back uh, and uh, the wedding scene, which was another four days. And and but I was saw the movie when I came out the first day on a Thursday, and man, I was just so disappointed. Because oh. all the different schemes that all these Native people were in, you know, so many um, beautiful-looking people that they really looking sharp and really doing different things that there's just flashes. Like, I think I caught myself in three scenes just for a quick second. Mm. And, and there's so many other people that were really striking that, you know, you know covered the different and they were covering different um, background scenes and mm-hmm. close-ups, and and I was disappointed that I didn't see any of that, especially in the wedding scene, man. That wedding scene was awesome. All them beautiful old-stage women in their 
their wedding outfits and what they meant to them and the reason they wore those and and I didn't see none of that on the, on the film. You're right. The wedding scene in particular was pretty short. They it seemed like they were, the way they shot it it was um, as if they were being pictures being taken. So they were as stills, and it was like really quick editing. Exactly. I mean, same thing with um, they had. I was in a funeral scene, and uh, it was hot. It was a long day, and they had a whole bunch of um, extras sitting all over. And when I seen in a movie, might have been a different funeral scene, but the different things that happen that the Osage relatives do, you can see some things that we're doing, but nobody had any explain the explanation. No Osage people were talking about what was going on. No Osage people seemed to have any dialogue. And that was really disappointing that none of their things that they live, their ways were not talked about. So do you think, you know, we always, I always joke when we talk about Dancing with the Wolves and I kind of say it's uh, Dancing with Kevin Costner. Uh, do you, you, did you get that kind of vibe after you watched the show that it was more about um, the white stars in this in this movie and not so much a representation of the Osage people. That's exactly it was my feeling, and I I thought after I saw it, it was like um, De Niro and DiCaprio um, in for uh, performing for an Oscar. I mean, we know what can do, what they can do. We've mm-hmm. seen other movies where they've. Um, performed or didn't know how they act and we know how it's going to be and that's what i seen mostly on the screen and um lily the one who played um um mm-hmm. wife man i thought she was awesome yeah. yeah native people don't have that kind of screen time and as much as she was able to get which wasn't much compared to the other two i mean it's a two and a half hour movie. And Three and a half. Five minutes of the dialogue to do other things of, of what the old age people really exemplifies of how they were. Yeah, it's a, just to correct you, uh, and I don't like doing that to my elders, but uh, it was a three and a half hour movie. And I feel, I, I feel again, we get into this where people are telling our stories and they become their stories and then they become the stars of our stories. And, you know, the person who wrote the book was white. Uh, Of course, uh, the people that produced this and directed it and starred in this are white. So again, we get back into uh, dancing with Kevin Costner. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Scorsese had anything to do with the editing, but the, the editing but they needed a native person, an Osage person in there doing that work because um, you think about the, um, the money, the time, and energy they spent to get this movie made, but it didn't come across as how we as native people would have liked to have seen how our relatives were treated, how they, you know, even their lifestyles. And if it, it would have been really cool if they would at least Listed all the actors, Indian extras in the credits, man. There's mm-hmm. so many of them from different parts of Oklahoma. Mostly, I think I may be one of the few who are out of state. There's almost every tribe, every generative wow. extras in that movie. That's amazing. One of the things, too, that uh, really made me rethink the movie uh, after I saw it was that young young actor from Reservation Dogs uh, at the day of the opening did a TikTok or not a TikTok, but a, an X, um, which used to be that little bird uh, tweet, on how she was so disappointed because when it did represent uh, Native Americans, it represented them in, uh, in, in trauma, in murders. Right away uh, in the beginning of the movie, we see our brothers and sisters, mostly our sisters, being murdered. And um, that's a, a, just a major trigger. And she had a lot of, lot to say about that. Yeah, it is so true that um, the way that this movie went was not happening. Many of our relatives are not happy with what the final product was. And especially that what you just mentioned is a, 
there's a trigger and many of them other triggers that people have have maybe been brought up because of the movie and really you know it hasn't been any different than any other movie all the 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 money and time i mean just scorsese did the right thing he went to the osage people he talked to them he listened to them and he shared a meal with them and he brought you know things that they wanted to to have done them correctly and and maybe he did a couple of things but not more than you know he could have done mm-hmm. so it's it's really a that's what is hard for me and disappointing that how it turned out Haley, you just saw the movie uh, recently too. Um, I did. What What are your feelings about this? Uh, it's you know, as a young person, young Native uh, person, uh, what are your feelings? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, so I just actually saw Killers of the Flower Moon this past Friday, um, and yeah, I completely agree. The whole Uh, murders happening right off the bat i mean within the first five minutes really we see i probably i think three i counted um i could be mistaken but um yeah i would say that's quite a bit of a trigger especially coming right off the bat opening up the movie like that i know i personally had food i ordered food and i seriously didn't touch my food the whole time after that and i couldn't eat um and you know respectfully i i was probably the only native in the theater which is fine but i was also the only one who was emotional and crying and i was surrounded by people with no reaction and it was it was hard it was really hard yeah um so you know there is this um narrative again that uh georgette we don't get to tell our own stories and we know storytellers we know actors uh, minnesota's full of native actors and uh i mean reservation dogs is doing it right and and has done it right and um we just have to push forward it's 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 a sad deal but i agree with you yeah it's how you know not only with that but as you mentioned like the incident with buffy st marie and right. a lot of our artists that um, do awesome work that don't get the opportunity or the the um, the way they want to do it and be recognized for it. There's always mm-hmm. like a white person always getting in there somehow doing and doing this and um, saying they, they honor us, like the different statues that I know of they built. I mean, they made like there's one in Nebraska for um, the Ponca chief and it's always the white guy who makes them. And he says, oh, well, I have this guy helping me. And and we need our own people in the front. And that's where they have to be. That's where they need to be in order for the story to be tell, told how it needs to be told. You know, what's really cool, too, about a lot of pe- people that listen to this show, there are uh, what what I like to call white allies. And you know, we just always, they, they're very respectful and they need, and it's great that we have this show because we uh, don't appreciate the, the white savior thing. We, we've been here 10,000 years as Ho-Chunks and, uh, and we've been here for a long time and uh, we're still here and we can tell our own stories and we do tell our own stories. So I, I just got to give a shout out to the people that are respectful that do ask the right questions and it's, and it's great for us to bring up this, uh, this other point. And I, and I really appreciate you uh, speaking your truth, George. You're right about that. I mean, I agree with you completely. There there are people who really understand and they don't try to be Indian, but they're there to support us. And, and I know just recently about when a movie came out is that, man, a lot of the the non-Indian people don't know about, how we're still here. Right. And a lot of the friends of my wife's that she went to school and say, Oh, what's the movie about? I, I, I never heard of this movie. So they're still out there not knowing, you know, there's so many of them that we're, we're here to, to, we're knocking at the door. They've been knocking a long time. Yeah. When we're knocking it over, like uh, Uncle Clyde used to say, Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> George, thank you so much for stopping in and speaking your truth. We got to have you on more often and really appreciate all the work you've done and have been doing in the community all these years. 
And uh, thanks again for being on. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Right on. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Are you thinking about college? Consider checking out Minnesota Private Colleges. These 18 nonprofit institutions keep the focus on students with small classes and professors who will get to know you. You'll find students from all backgrounds, and no two colleges are alike. And when it comes to cost, they're more affordable than you think. Find the college that's right for you at mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible. mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low around freezing, then on Friday, cloudy with a high around 49. Hell is empty and all the devils are here again offers a much-needed communal laugh and is in the spirit of radical inclusion. Performances are at the Luminary Arts Center in Minneapolis now until November 18th. Get your tickets at interactcenterarts.org. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. 
Hey, got to give those guys a shout out that have been following us on Patreon since COVID when we lost all our advertisers. And now uh, we really appreciate that. And it's a good way to keep us going and uh, check it out for us. Yeah. Hey, Dega, Robert, do you know what time of the year it is right now? Uh, daylight savings time? No, it's it's time to make sure you've got your all of your health insurance figured out and, oh, and maybe head on over to uh, minsure.org. Wow, it is that time of year, and I know, Minsher, that's an important uh, aspect in, uh, here in Minnesota. We're very lucky to have that program, and you can get insurance and paper insurance and not end up in the poor farm if something happens to you. Yeah, they can help find the right plan for you regardless of your income. So you can go over to Minsher.org to find an affordable health care plan today. I thought we were going to howl for Howling for Wolves, but it was for Minsher. Hey, um, we have David, and David uh, is the dude here, and David owns Midwest All-Star Wrestling, and we've had David on over the years, and we've seen your organization grow, and I'm really excited to have you on. There's a big show coming up, and uh, we want to talk about that, but let's talk a little bit about the history. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It feels like I haven't been on forever. Yeah, you came down in the days when we were at uh, the studio, and uh, we weren't so fancy. Yeah, I did it, uh, well, the very first one we did back in 2018, and then 2019, I came in with Road Warrior Animal. That was awesome, too, and and, and he passed away uh, a couple years later, which is really sad. What a a nice guy he was, and it was great to have him on. Really great guy. He's really missed around the wrestling community. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got a big event coming up, but uh, let's talk about the event and then maybe talk about a little bit about the history of Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Yeah, so this Saturday, uh, November 11th, Grand Slam 5, it's the five years in the making. It's it's incredible. It's going to be at North High School this year in North St. Paul. Um, all the tickets except for bleachers are sold out. There's Whoa. a little bit of bleachers left. Um, ringside... Uh, when we put those on sale back in June, they went within the first two days. Um, wow. Floor seats are completely gone and just bleachers are left. Wow, that's exciting. And then how many, uh, I think the word is cards, right? How many cards yeah. or, uh, or wrestling matches are on the card? That's it. That's the question. So, yeah, this year we have uh, eight big matches. We have uh, a couple of international superstars flying over from Tokyo, Japan. They'll actually be here at seven o'clock tomorrow morning from their 14 hour flight from tokyo wow Uh, we got we got a gentleman from russia um it's just it's our biggest card of the year it's incredible uh when we started in 2018 not knowing what to expect i mean you were there robert for the first one at the minneapolis american indian center Mm -hmm. i think we i think we did you know four about four or five hundred people there and yeah now now we're a little over two thousand and then the proceeds, what's really exciting, David, you bringing back to the community, um, talk about that a little bit, because uh, that's what's really important for us, too, here at uh, Native Roots Radio, of what you're, what you're doing for the community. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've been the CE, excuse me, CFO for Women of Nations now for 10, or excuse me, 11 years now, and Women of Nations is a Native American domestic violence emergency shelter in St. Paul, and that's how we got involved with Grand Slam. We, we were um, approached by doing the uh, wrestling as a fundraiser to raise awareness for the community and to give back and the funds going to the victims. And yeah, it's taken off ever since a hundred percent of the proceeds uh, go to the shelter. That's amazing. And uh, uh, that, that must uh, just give the, the wrestlers uh, a really good feeling too about the match and coming all the way from Japan and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, uh, who are your main attractions now. Yeah, so the, for the main event um, is uh, Aja Kong. She's a legendary Japanese female wrestler. Um, female wrestling in our organization in MAW has really taken off. Uh, we have we have uh, a lot of diver- diverse wrestlers, but uh, mm-hmm. the women's wrestling um, is just incredible right now. And um, we have a legendary Japanese wrestler, Masato Tanaka. He was in um ecw for a long time we have a lot of wwe legends coming in curry wilson um the boogeyman um 
who else is coming? Stan the Lariat Hansen is coming in from Colorado. Wow. Uh, the Berserker John Nord. Uh, Jesse Ventura is going to be making an appearance. It's, it's wow. an incredible card, yeah. You know, I always have to say this about Jesse. Um, first of all, I always like to impersonate him. But second of all, he is uh, totally for the Native community and always has been. And yep. I'll see Jesse at uh, marches and things like that, and he doesn't want his picture taken. He just wants to be there to support. And that's kind of, you know, I, I'm i so glad that he's going to be here for that because uh, he does support Native causes big time. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be making an appearance um, Saturday night. He asked us not to do it as um, advertising that he's going to be there because he doesn't want to take away from, you know, the cause that we're raising. He just wants to be there to support. Wow. Wow. Who else do you got? You got the, the killer bees uh, uh, showing up or those cats again? No. Um, from AWA, we have John Nord, um, the Berserker, uh, Stan Hansen. We have the Boogeyman, Deborah McMichael, Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson. Wow. Um, legendary manager or not manager excuse me referee earl hebner will be in the house um odb she's a local here in minnesota she does the odb meet and greets food truck um you know we're going to uh, uh give our award to a legendary um a former native american wrestler who passed away charlie thunderblood norris after the uh first grand slam he was very inspirational in helping us uh take off and and you know do casinos and reservations and we want to honor him by doing the first ever charlie norris memorial cup so we're going to wow. present that wow that's awesome and uh, awesome. 2000 fans um, how often uh, do you have a card? Uh, is it once a month, once every two months? Yeah, about once a month we, we uh, do a show at the local, um, you know, uh, the Hastings um, Depot Barn Grill or we're at a school or someplace. They'll call us up and say, hey, well, you know, we want wrestling. Can you bring this person in or that person? Uh, we do a lot of work over at the St. Croix Casino in, in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Wow. Um, but, been there a long time i'm grateful for them and yeah it's really taken off since 2018 when i purchased the company yeah it has and i see the pictures are amazing as a matter of fact you have an amazing photographer too um i see those pictures come up and i'm just going wow this is really cool especially at the st croix casino that's a, a beautiful venue there and a lot of seats yeah we uh so after the very first Grand Slam, they reached out to us and, and said, hey, you know, we'd like to bring you guys on board once a, once a year for entertainment. So we do a show out there every February um, in Turtle Lake. And then in June, they bring us out to the Danbury location. And we do a show out there in June at, in Danbury. Well, what I think is really interesting over the years of being a big AWA fan and growing up with that, that uh, somebody like Wally caribou <laughs> a carbo which is sort of like your job would jump in the ring and get beat up every once in a while does that happen to you well i did that one time and that was at the first grand slam when i came out i think uh it was yeah. michael myers and um and i learned my lesson not to get in there i'm, I'm better off outside the ring than in the ring <laughs> that's right yeah. that's right so uh, in years past, I know you've had uh, people come in and say good words and um, have had dancers. Are you going to have that again this year? Yes. So we got about uh, this year, I think there's either eight or 12 dancers coming. Um, a couple of them are from Rosebud. We uh-huh. have people traveling from Wind River. Um, we have them coming all over. It's it's Every year we open up with the drum group. We have the drum group from Net Lake, my reservation, coming down. Um, my cousin is Terry Goodsky. He's the uh, lead singer for the group. He's always been with us since the starting at the second Grand Slam. He's been with us ever since. And, yeah, it's just it's crazy we're, from where we were to where we are now. Right, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And I think uh... – the 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 more competition with uh groups uh the better and i i've yeah. seen that all over uh all over turtle island where there's nice size uh wrestling groups and bringing back the old style of um you know uh community wrestling and uh people that you can cheer for yeah yeah i'm 
you know, we welcome competition and we're, you know, we're glad to um, support Native communities and give back and, you know, just out here doing our thing for the community. Hey, we're talking with David and uh, he's the owner of the Midwest All-Star Wrestling. And there's an event happening on November 11th at North High School. And it sounds like fun. David, let's uh, uh, take a quick break here and then maybe talk a little bit more about the wrestling and the history of uh, the AWA and the, the organization that you bought and have really brought back to life, it sounds like. Yep, yep, okay. Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. What's up? This is Toolman. And this is Bear Witness. And we are the Hallucination. And you're listening to Native Roots Radio. The Hallucination. with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh! David, did you forget that we uh, howled here or didn't we do (laughs) it back in the day? No, I don't think you did it. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Maybe Wendy did. I can't remember. I think Curtis did. Or maybe it was Curtis, yeah. Curtis would do it, and then we'd join in. But, that, yeah, I think that's cool. Hey, we're here with David Amitrano, and we are talking about Midwest All-Star Wrestling and the big event that's happening November 11th. Thanks again for coming on, David. Thanks for having me again. It's, it's, it's a blessing to be back. Yeah, it's fun, and we gotta we got to do this more often. And, um we got a big event happening, and it's all helping out uh, Women's and Nations. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the nonprofit organization that uh, this great event's going to help support? Yeah, so it's Women of Nations Eagles Nest Shelter. It's a Native American domestic violence shelter based in St. Paul. Um, it's been open for 35 years now. Um, wow. And we have women of all walks of life that come in that need resources or escaping emergency situations, and we're there to help them and their children. You know, I think I remember talking about this years ago, and they can bring their pets too, right? Yep, I mean, that's yep. a huge deal. Yeah, we are pet friendly. We, we've, we've had people bring their cats, their ferrets, their birds, their snakes, um, everything. So, yeah. 
because sometimes you know people don't want to leave they don't want to leave their their puppy when they're in an abusive relationship and i think that's so huge and a, a great point yeah that's one of the top 10 reasons a lot of women don't you know leave uh, domestic violence situations is because they don't they want to leave their pets behind Wow, that's crazy. So we got a match happening. We got already 2,000 tickets sold, and so the place is going to be hopping. It's going to be at North uh, North St. Paul High School. And what time do the, the gates open? So doors open at 4 p.m. Uh, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. is the uh, meet and greet with the WWE Hall of Famers and legends. Um, and then we go live. Um, at 7.15 on pay-per-view on the title match network um, with the first match starting at 7.30. Wow, that's exciting. That's something uh, fairly new, isn't it, the pay-per-view? Yeah, so we uh, we just recently got on uh, streaming service. About a year ago, we were with Fight TV. We have a Fight TV um, channel where you can see previous Grand Slams. Um, and now just recently, we joined the title match network. Um, so we'll be streaming live from there as well. Wow, that's exciting. And just, uh, it's just a great thing. I mean, COVID, you had to shut down somewhat. And now you're busting open and, um, you know, people are following you. There's big crowds, there's excitements, there's Hall of Famers signing autographs. Uh, what, What a great event. Yeah, we're extremely blessed to have, you know, WWE legends and and other celebrities come in and wrestlers from around the world come in to support the cause and, you know, raise as much money as we can for the shelter. Last year's event raised $41,000. So, yeah, our goal is to uh, beat that number significantly. Yeah, well, with the pre-sale of tickets already and the floors sold out and, you know, you have the, the bleachers and then standing room only. Uh, wow. That is really, I just, uh, that is so good. Good for you and good for you and your partners and all the wrestlers. Yeah. We're, uh, extremely fortunate to have the, uh, support of the community and local businesses that sponsor and come to the event and bring in different legends and help with talent. We wouldn't be able to do it with all of them. Who's, uh, one of your big sponsors? One of the biggest sponsors we have is Lake Harriet Law Office, which is um, Randall Smith is a head attorney over there. Um, They're a huge sponsor of the event. Also, Tippy's Collectibles and Card Shop down in Hastings, uh, Minnesota, is a huge sponsor of the event as well. Well, you know, during COVID, David, I started collecting uh, baseball cards again. So uh, (laughs) it's crazy. I mean, I got all these from the 60s and early 70s when I was collecting as a kid and uh um, I'm still, still collecting. I got the fever again, but tippies, that's a great name. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned baseball because, uh, we just announced last week that the original, uh, legend at the very first grand slam senior smoke, Juan Berenger is coming back. Uh, this, <laughs> this Saturday, he's the guest ring announcer, guest timekeeper, I should say. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, he was, uh, he was great and people wanted his autograph and, uh, sure. The twins uh, back in '87, and uh, he was a big part of that World Series and uh, uh, a great character. And uh, he'll have pictures to sign. Yeah, pictures to sign. He'll have uh, cards there. Um, he's coming in courtesy of Tippy's Collectibles. Right on. So, hey, that's that's uh, uh, let everybody know uh, again where this is at it's november 11th this coming up saturday it's at north uh, high school in st paul um in the midwest all-star wrestling um extravaganza and what is it called again grand slam this is grand slam five wow five geez i was a young guy when you started this yeah five years five (laughs) years ago (laughs) Haley. now i know you're kind of a, a novice on this do you have any um questions now remember there's no such thing as a bad question Yes. Well, I don't know too much about wrestling or MMA, any type of fighting, really. But yeah, really, really, I'm just excited that this is going on in the community and is um, and that you guys have sold out. Um, I think it's going to be a really great turnout. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see all the pictures and and just hear about the whole event. 
Yeah, uh, five years ago, I was in the same boat you're in. I didn't know much about wrestling other than, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. And one day I got a call from Eli, who, you know, I purchased the company from and called me up and, you know, said, I want to do a fundraiser for, for domestic violence victims. And, you know, I just laughed at him. And <laughs> here we are now, five years later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, your wife's really involved. All your workers have cool beaded uh, medallions that I always uh, uh uh, look at uh, in in a good way from a distance <laughs> and yep. uh uh it's and you get the organization uh, going are there any um matches that are two out of three falls or is that a thing from my old days no we uh there are matches we don't have a two out of three falls match on this card we did last year when we were at turton but the highlight of this year's card is going to be um we have a ladder match we have uh, a ladder match for the tag team titles. Wow. Um, the women's championship, like I mentioned earlier, we have legendary women's wrestler Aja Kong coming all the way from Tokyo, Japan um, to face our champion. And then we also have a tag team match between the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, <laughs> which is um, ODB and Rachel Ellering, who's the daughter of, of Paul Ellering, um, legendary oh. manager. Wow. Wow. Um, those two will take on the Blonde Force Trauma, uh, Heather Monroe from Florida and Ray Lynn from Philadelphia. I like well, that so, name. So you have a lot of wrestlers from all over the country. Yes. Wow, that's that's awesome. You know, I just uh, have memories of the, the first one where I really enjoyed seeing Uncle Curtis get the claw from the Claw Master. <laughs> I have a picture of that. Yep, that was pretty yep. cool. Yeah, that's legendary. We have that picture actually up in the shelter. We have that. Um, and then his picture with uh, Austin Arrow when Austin uh, uh, had a match against WWE superstar D'Lo Brown. That's right. Yeah. That was crazy. I helped him. I helped him with the opening prayer, too. He was smudging yeah. the whole crowd off. That was yep. awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on and keep up the good work. I mean, really, you got. Uh, $41,000 to that great organization and um, helping the community and then people having fun, you know, with some good, yeah. clean fun, ha hanging out with the wrestling match. Yep. Yeah. It's a hundred percent family friendly. It's a, it's a good time and it goes to a great cause. Thank you so much again. Uh, remember November 11th, uh, starting at four, four to seven autographs and maybe somebody will give you the sleeper hold or something and uh, you'll see Juan Berenguer and all those. Thanks again, David, for coming on. Good luck and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Great seeing you again. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on is the sacred ground. It's the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now. Now.